FX presents the Indie Podcast with your host, T. Sterling Watson. Good morning, Indubians. I am T. Sterling Watson. This is the Indie Podcast. Thank you for stopping by and pressing play. And this is, well, actually, no, wait a second. This is the year 2017. Welcome. We made it, guys. Hooray. It is 2017. I was thinking we would call it 2017, but that's too many syllables and I'm already lazy. So maximum lays. Hashtag maximum lays. Um, Yes. Welcome, guys. We made it to 2017 after, you know, finishing out a Whew, a doozy of a year. It's almost like you have to take a breath and, and hesitate before you even begin to say 2016 because, wow, what a year that was. Um, it was the year that was. And I think that's probably what we might call it from now on. The year that was. Because, I mean, it, it's just so much. Like, we, we put that year to, to bed, to rest, and we're moving on. Now, let, let's, again, based on the last episode, we did celebrate a lot of the greatness that happened. And there was a lot of greatness uh, that wasn't just black excellence because I actually have a, um, we'll get into this a little bit later, uh, a couple uh, films that, films in particular. I know there's a whole bunch of other things, but just a couple of movies I wanted to shout out and say, hey, I know a lot of people even wanted to say that last year uh, was even a bad year for movies, but specifically summer blockbusters. That's what people kind of say. But this is me we're talking about. I'm a mostly positive person anyway, so I'm going to find some kind of silver lining, some kind of shining light, unless we're kind of talking about Batman versus Superman, because that was not quite there wasn't any shining light in that movie, really, except maybe whenever Wonder Woman showed up, because um. I mean, that guitar riff, whew, that brought me life. Anyway, um, yes, it is uh, episode 42. This is week number two, and we are starting the Savings Week Challenge all over again, all brand new. So those of you who didn't join in last time, you can join in this time. And in fact, what I'm going to do, I'm going to do it backwards, where normally what we do, uh, say it's week one, you put $1 in your savings account. And then week two, you put $2 in your savings account, giving you a grand total of $3. And then you keep going. And the trick of it, or not the trick, but the point of it is by week 52, you should have like a thousand and some change, like a thousand three hundred and something. Um, I thought I had it written down, you know, just to proclaim it last for the last time. But I don't have it written down. Look at that. Wonderful notes. See? Can you hear my notes? Ah, oh, lovely, lovely podcast audio. Um, I, I do my own Foley work. Anyway, uh, as for week two, so since we're doing it backwards, if you start with week one, uh, you would start with $52. You put that, you save that aside. And then um, week two, you put $51. So you should have a grand total of $103. See right there? That's, you know, some money you can do something with. You can go ahead and buy yourself... Um, I don't know what costs a hundred dollars. I don't know a year membership at a gym. See, see, you save yourself a hundred dollars because you're not really gonna go, or you would already be going. You see, see, I just saved you, you some money. Also, a hundred dollars if you have a cracked iPhone, you can go ahead and buy that little iPhone uh kit and fix it yourself. And there you go. You just saved yourself a hundred bucks versus going out to 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 um 
that repair kiosk in the mall and, and they, you know, confiscate your phone for like two hours. I'm assuming that's what happened because that's a that's how long it took me to fix my phone, which is a highlight, by the way, of the year that was. Uh, that was a highlight. And I just recovered from a highlight, a newly new highlight. I mean, so new. This happened um, mere hours ago, like maybe two hours ago. The laptop I'm recording on right now, the laptop that actually carries all, let me put that in all capital letters, bold, italicized, all of the episodes of the Food Fight Podcast, the ones that have not yet aired yet, um, haven't even been edited at all. Like I haven't even done the one that's supposed to come out tomorrow or today or um, the same time this episode comes out. Yeah, all of those episodes I, th- I felt like were going to be lost to, um, I don't know, digital dust or something. Um, but fortunately I, I fixed it. And the whole thing is like this particular laptop had a battery problem and I ordered a new battery. It came in, uh, took my laptop apart, which is not the first time I've done it. But, um, this particular time there was a little tiny like wire that was, wasn't connected where it's supposed to be. So, uh, anytime I push the power button, it, I mean, the power button has one job, basically. That's to turn the thing on. And it wasn't doing that, and I was panicking and getting scared and wanted to cry. But uh, moral of the story, I figured it out. I, I took a breath and like, okay, there's something amiss here. What's going on? Um, and I fixed it, and it's all good. But my nerves are still a little shot, a little jittery, because I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And, you know, just calming down. So it's all good. It's all good. Laptop's fixed. Battery is charging like it's supposed to, and it's one of and it's I was gonna say it's one of those laptops where the battery's in an, an internal battery, so it's not like you can just take it out and change it. Which I don't know why they're doing that. I'm, I don't, I really don't. I am not a fan because of the fact that you know it, it makes it so much more work to change the battery. So, point is, I got that taken care of. Battery's fixed. I think the laptop is actually a lot better now because this laptop likes to randomly go to sleep on me and it hasn't done it yet. So, um, somebody find some wood and knock on it because I don't really have any right now in front of me. So, and I'm not really superstitious. So moving on, uh, like I said, it is new years and, um, or a new year. Cause I know that bugs people sometimes if they say new years all the time. And by the way, when do you stop telling people new years, like happy new year or happy new years or whatever you say, do you, is it like, um, the first five days or the first time you see them that year? Like, do you have to keep a conscious memory of, um, it's like, oh, I haven't seen Jim yet, and it's like January 18th. I'll say Happy New Year to him because, you know, last time I saw him was December 29th, and I told him to have, have a good New Year's and all that stuff. Um, I don't know, just just curious because it still happens at work every once in a while. I'll see somebody that I haven't actually seen, you know, since last year, and, uh, you know, the, one of the first things I'll say is like, hey, Happy New Year. I'm like, oh, okay, it's the 10th. Calm down. Um, but, hey, you know, that's I'm just saying it in my head because I'm like, it's a new year. Let it go. You know? Anyway, it is a new year. Uh, time for new things. Although there's new things already happening. And and last year, I don't recall if I actually said that I had a theme or something I really wanted to stress and strive for. And I, I, I kind of want to say I did do the best that I could. Um, like, you know, doing those things, which mostly was... Um, my my word for last year was live, and I just wanted to live the best life possible, even with all the 
um, I don't know, despite the means, because I was working a temporary job, so I didn't feel I'd have like that that whole job security thing. So I can only live within my means. And but I, you know, I, I wanted to, I wanted to enjoy life. I didn't want to just survive it. I wanted to live. And I, I thought I did the most, I, the best I could with what I had. I did do some traveling. I uh, did have some adventures. Um, and I even took on some opportunities, met some new friends, met some old friends, and uh, also started a new podcast. So there, all of that was happening. And just as I read that list, because yes, I did write all these things down, but I actually meant that for for this year, because this year I actually am starting a new job. And I mean, aside from the job I already work now, but I will be starting another job at a radio station, as you guys have heard in a previous episode. Uh, I will be um, an announcer slash uh, board operator for a, ra- a small little radio station, which I will give the address once that officially becomes, um, you know, official and when you can listen to me. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll be doing that and, uh, I hope to be going on more adventures this year and by adventures, I mean, that could literally mean anything that could mean me traveling somewhere that could just mean, um, fixing my own laptop and making sure the battery works or all the little wires and things are plugged back in. So uh, adventures could mean anything and opportunities. And that also is, could be open-ended because, there could be an opportunity at work, um, and I want to take advantage of that. If it's you know something that's that I feel is worth taking advantage of, or it could you know be beneficial in some way. So I, I do want to keep an open mind. Basically, with with all the things that I'm looking for this year, um, and just in life in general from this point on, I really, really don't want to have any regrets. I don't want to go back. I don't want to like maybe a month from now, think back to like this particular day, which happens to be January 10th. I don't want to go back to January 10th. It's like, oh man, I wish, you know, I did this or I wish I didn't do that because that is like the worst kind of feeling to have. And I felt that way around New Year's this year or around the end of the year and all the things that I wish I said to people or things that opportunities I wish I took and just said, nah, I'm not interested. I don't want to do it. And then find out there's like, oh, wow, that thing would have been awesome if I did it. And uh, I didn't do it. So I don't want to have that this year. And I'm really trying to stay conscious of that. So that way I don't have to worry about that. And, and in a sense, that allows me or, or helps me to live a fuller or more fulfilling kind of life if, you know, I'm, I'm conscious and aware of, uh, of, of not missing out on anything, um, consciously anyway, because sometimes you can't help it. There's, life happens and you just can't make it to point A or, or you can't do that thing because you're already committed to do something else. And, um, or, you know, you just don't want to do it. And there, there, that is that too. And that's also something that, you know, I want to be more assertive because I am a very, very passive person. I'm, I am an introvert. I like to just sometimes just be home and stay home and not go anywhere, do anything because that's just how I am. And I feel most comfortable doing that. But, you know, I want to push myself and go out there and, and talk to strangers and tell them, hey, your hair is purple and I like it. Um, you know, you know, stuff like that. It's it's it's, you know outside of my comfort zone. And I'm, I'm kind of, I want to do that. And I, I'm even with this podcast, I will address things and talk about me and things that, that, you know, could bother me or things that are, you know, very personal to me. 
Uh, like even at the end of like last year, I was dealing with a whole lot of like mental, like stress and, and anxiety and depression. And, um, you know, that's just not something I hear. I, it's not something I hear personally that I hear from other, let's say, black men talking about that they, you know, deal with anxiety or they deal with depression. Um, so, you know, I'm bringing it up. Hey, I've got those issues, too. Sometimes I'm working through it, working with it, um, and I'm getting better. The more that I address it, it's, you know, less of a, a stigma, something to be like, ooh, he's got that thing. Well, because that's how I, you know, kind of viewed it. So it's out there and, um, you know, it, it's all good. But uh, I do have some some new things that I, I do anticipate in the future, like even in yet another podcast, not that I'm busy enough already, but I, I do, uh, I would like to do another podcast, maybe even two podcasts. Ooh, what could that be? Hmm. Well, I'm keeping it under wraps for now, but when I do, I will definitely let you guys know and, and you know, have all the promos and everything. Um, and I know even for like the first couple of weeks of this new year, I haven't really been on Twitter as much as I normally am, but that's because I'm so busy doing a whole bunch of things. And plus for part of it, I actually was kind of sick. So it was best for me not to even really try to be on any kind of technological device as much as I love them and love socializing with my friends on Twitter and everything. I kind of just needed to sleep and rest. And especially with training at the radio station and doing this job at the, the, the butt dimples of dawn and trying to get through the day and then get home and try to stay awake to keep working on stuff and editing things. And uh, it's, it can be exhausting, but, but I press forward anyway, because I, I've got, you know, ambitions and goals and dreams and things and all that stuff. I felt like that was going to lead into a song. Um, I don't know. I can't think of what that would be. Hmm. I don't know. But um, when it comes back to me, maybe I'll edit it in. Probably not. But no regrets. I'm going into this new year uh, with a with an attitude that, you know, the things that scare me, I'm, I'm just going to like, you know what? No, not today. Not today. You have to have a, a slap a shark attitude kind of thing. And, you know, you just you just got to go out there and do it. I'm not saying to literally slap a shark. I mean, you can if you want to, but I'm not telling you to do that. I'm talking about a meta metaphorical shark, something that, you know, because I'm thinking sharks scare most people unless you are like a, a shark tamer or whoever those people are that, you know, love Shark Week. Um and yeah, like like Tracy Jordan, Tracy Jordan now, not Tracy Morgan. I know the difference. Uh, live every week like it's Shark Week. So that that actually is, you know, some good advice, because if you live every week like it's Shark Week, I'm assuming you're living on the edge and you're ready to slap a shark. So um, I don't know. Live every week like it's Shark Week. I don't watch Shark Week. I'm not really that crazy about sharks. The animals I am crazy about um chihuahuas uh squirrels squirrels squirrel is two syllables right two or one somebody get back to me on that um hashtag squirrel um and uh giraffes there are a few other animals i do like dragons um mostly the mythical kind i think my favorite kind of dragon are the ones in um scott pilgrim versus the world i love those dragons because i know they're all digital and whatnot but still they're they're awesome you, you guys know what I'm talking about? Have you seen that movie? That movie is amazing. Why isn't that movie streaming on Netflix? Because that would be a live tweet that needs to happen. 
because that movie's amazing. Um, animals. I'm trying to think if there's any other animals. I don't think there are. I'm pretty sure that there are. I mean, I I like animals, but I'm not like like a, a, a zoologist. Like I'm just like, oh, let's go to the zoo. You know what? We should go to the zoo. The zoo's fun. I mean, it's fun to look at the animals. I haven't been to the zoo since. Whew, um, I want to say like 2005, maybe. It's been a while. It's been a long time. I think it's time to go to the zoo. I'm going to bring the Indu podcast to the zoo one of these days. Like I'm going to bring seriously, seriously, I'm going to bring my my recorder and I actually intend to do this. Well, not necessarily go to the zoo, but I do want to start using my digital recorder, my digital voice recorder, which I used to do. I used to take this around with me. I would record myself wherever I was, like if I had a thought um, and hopefully enough uh, silence or enough um not necessarily privacy, but I don't want people to think I'm just weird. But then, yeah, if they see that I'm holding a recorder, they know what I'm doing. It's like, oh, he must be taking notes. But he's taking an awfully long note because he's still talking. What's going on? And I think I'm just worrying about too much uh, what people think. Whatever. Um, but, yeah, uh, part of my whole ideal for this podcast when I first started it was to be unconventional and just try different things. I just really wanted to do something different from... The Lost Style, which which was recorded in an actual studio uh, with a whole bunch of professional equipment and everything. So I'm like, okay, what can I do different? I want to record every way possible, but without being in a studio. And the more I've been podcasting, especially this last year, the more studio-like I've started to become. Other than the fact I'm not actually in a studio, I do have like um, close to almost studio-esque mics I definitely have the stands for them, um, and uh, like the software is the same. It's uh, it's, it's well, I have my reasons. Nothing wrong with that. I just want to you know try some new things, be a little different, be you know outside the box, outside the pod. I'm trying to coin a phrase there, but it's not working. <laughs> outside the cast, I'm gonna leave it alone. You guys figure it out for me. So, that's that's some of the new things of the new year, and. Uh, I just wanted to just just to touch base. I don't have a real a real real agenda for this particular episode. It was kind of just thrown together, not necessarily last minute, but um, like I said, there's been a lot of things going on, a lot of things at my church. Which, by the way, we do have a my church has a uh, an app now. So if any of you are interested in actually checking it out, then feel free by all means. Please text the following number. It is five four. Two four four, and uh, what you will be texting is the following letters, and it could be a lowercase. So G, M, F, M, O, as in Oscar. So that is G. Well, G M F M stands for Grace Mercy Family Ministries, which is my church, and the O stands for online because that's how you're getting this information is online. Um, so yeah, text that, and you'll get our app. And you can see all the cool things that our app can do. And uh, if you feel so inclined to just donate, uh, also feel free to do that as well. If you'd like to donate to me personally and all the endeavors that I'm doing with all podcasting things, I do. I really would like to do maybe some kind of Patreon later this year. Um, I've never done anything like that before. I have tried doing some kind of like fundraising, but again, that was more for the church. But 
I do want to do more stuff podcast related. And even though I just said how I want to be unconventional when it comes to podcasting and kind of go outside my means, uh, or at least with this podcast, the other podcasts that I am think are doing down the line, those can still have the, the professional stuff, the whole studio thing. So that would mean like newer updated mics, um, different programs or, or software rather, um, and hosting because hosting is not cheap. So if you want to help me with hosting, that would be much appreciated. I do have a PayPal account, so just um, send any donations you'd like to tsterling3sfx at gmail.com because the 3SFX is my production company because I do voiceover stuff, I do podcasting, and I do uh, a whole bunch of video stuff. And 3SFX pods, nope, 3SFX prods.com, you can uh, see like my demo reels and all that fun stuff. Which, uh, yeah, which I probably need to update that website just a little bit. Um, it, it probably also has some digital dust on it because I haven't really um, updated too much recently. But hey, it's there. So you can see some of my, my work and uh, all my stuff's on YouTube anyway. So there's that. Well, with all of that said, I think it's time to take a quick break. And when I return, um, we will discuss... Um, some of the movies that I had seen last year that I, um, or, or the year that was that I really like. And I really would hope, I really doubt that it's going to get any like kind of Oscar love, but you know, it's just movies. I love that. Uh, I don't think I had enough shine, like enough people didn't talk about it or maybe they did. And I just missed the, their conversation, but I'm going to talk about it here because that's what I do. It's movies and such. So we'll be right back. podcast hey y'all i'm courtney hinton of vervehousecollective.com verve house collective is all about creatives entrepreneurs and those who want to live an awesome life full of intention again that site is vervehousecollective.com and we'd love to see you And I'm Victor. And this is Megashane. Megashane is a queer, people of color, weekly podcast. And we talk about anything from drag, to comics, to video games, to... Boys. And anything else in between. (laughs) (laughs) So, if you want to listen to us, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And you can follow us on Megashane Pod and Megashane on Twitter. That's right. So, follow us. Talk to us. We'll be here. And we out. Hi, guys. It's your girl, Stephanie, um, a.k.a. Steph I Will, or now Misty Nice Twist Out. I'm just here popping up to just let you guys know if you don't know already and you haven't heard uh, the Lemonade Show. Yeah, that show. It's mine. And that's where I serve you up all of your geek and nerdy needs. Um, a little sweet and sour on all things that are going on in the comic book world, movies, TV shows, books, you name it, I'm touching it. So the next time you're feeling a little thirsty, why don't you come hang out with me? You can find my show on the Points of Interest Network.com. Uh, it's also available under the Points of Interest Network on Podbean and also iTunes. So hey, next time you get a little thirsty, 
come check me out. I'll serve you up some lemonade. Again, this is your girl, Steph I Will. And hey, call me Stephanie. That's fine. And I'll catch you at the lemonade stand. Welcome back to WIDB 129.5. This is the Indu Podcast. Thank you for stopping by yet again and continuing to hit the play button. Not that you keep hitting it because then you hit pause and we're not trying to pause. The movies of the year that was that uh, I feel was um, not necessarily overlooked. Yeah, overlooked. We'll just say underrated. Ooh, that's a better word. Yes, underrated. Um, and they actually all fall under sci-fi except for one of them, which I'm now adding to the list, um, which will become uh, a, a slight hint to a new podcast that's coming up. It's not sci-fi, but it is a remake. Sorry, I'm whispering because I'm writing. Um, and I'm almost said out loud what I was writing. We're just going to start with it. Magnificent Seven. I really enjoyed this movie. I saw this uh, over Christmas break. Um, I had to think about it. It's like, when did I see it? Oh, it was actually Christmas Day. Uh, yes, I saw it on Christmas Day, uh, The Magnificent Seven with my family, and I actually have to see this movie again because there was a lot of, like, quips and one-liners and uh just enjoyableness i'm not really a western fan but this movie i really enjoyed um and denzel washington of course just being amazing and awesome and um forgetting that he actually came out with two movies last year uh came out with this and fences which i have not seen fences i have not seen um hidden figures i have not seen moonlight but i do want to see all of these films uh it's just Let's see, budgetary reasons and priorities. It's as much as I love movies, I just can't like uh, justify right now the way that my you know bank account is set up. You know, it was just a bridge, bridge, bridge. So there's that. But I do want to see those movies. I do want to support them. Um, so please, please go see them because I can't right now. Uh, hopefully, I can. Hopefully. Um, the next time I get paid, which I really can't remember right now with the new job and everything, all that's kind of been changed. So like, I think my paychecks like hit like on a Tuesday instead of a Thursday. It's weird. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, the mag, uh, magnificent seven, I really enjoyed and I need to see that again. Um, and it's the only one that doesn't fit in with the, the original list I have, which is really only three movies, but they're all science fiction movies. And, you know, I got a little soft spot for science fiction. I don't know why I had to go up a couple octaves to say that, but <clears throat> um, 10 Cloverfield Lane, which I absolutely loved. And I, I don't think I've watched it again since I saw it in the theater. And I think I think I might have been a little terrified, not terrified, but it had its moments like it's been so long now that I forgot. I just know that I really enjoy the experience and um, I really need to see it again. I, I really like what they're doing with like having this shared universe yet. It's not necessarily everything all having to do with the same thing, or maybe it does. I don't know. It's still very new. I'm, I'm just really excited. And um, JJ Abrams recently had said that he is no longer interested in doing reboots and remakes and I applaud him. I thank you so much. This is why you are um, one of my idols and um, one of just a great storyteller in, in general. And I'm, and I'm glad that he is stepping up to the plate to not do any more remakes and, and reboots because 
Oh, goodness. This does too many. I mean, there are a few, select few here and there. But, I mean, when I think of reboot, I'm just like, really? Can we... Are, what was wrong with the first or the second? And I'm looking at you, Spider-Man. <sighs> Moving on. Arrival. I really enjoyed Arrival. Oh, let me go back to 10 Cloverfield Lane. There is another Cloverfield-esque movie on the way. Uh, I remember reading a brief synopsis of it. And from what I remember reading, I think I really loved. I think it takes place in space. Um... That's all really all I can think of right now. I think they they might have been doing casting for it, um, but I don't I don't know. But Ten Cloverfield Lane, I I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, I really liked all the characters, even though you know things happened, um, and there's characters you kind of love to hate. But it was a really it was I was surprised. I was I was surprised. Like that's for me a reason why you go to the movies to go to be surprised, to be entertained, to be taken away from. The world that you're actually in to go somewhere else and have somebody else you know deal with their problems watch them deal with their problems kind of thing um whether that's you know stealing money out of a casino or trying to survive john goodman so there's that uh arrival i really enjoyed that movie i probably talked about it briefly a little bit um in a previous podcast i know uh courtney did she gave uh, a pretty decent review without spoiling anything. So I'm not going to do that either because it's such a great movie that's worth seeing. And it's one that you probably should see a couple times. So I knew that going in, I don't think it's playing in theaters anymore, but when it does come out, I knew going in that it was a movie that you would have to see. You probably need to see more than once. So I kind of went in with that mindset. Um, even though it almost felt like a spoiler. I'm like, okay, so that means that something happens at the end. I mean, and it's the end of the movie, so something is going to happen, but still, it made, it was it was just a, like, oh, kind of thing. So I definitely do recommend it. I enjoyed it. It, it oh my goodness, it was, it was so amazing. And I think Amy Adams might be possibly nominated for an Oscar. We won't know until next week. I think it was next week. A week after. I don't know. But we'll find out soon. She was nominated for a Globe, but she did not win um, for that. It's okay. It's all right. I'm okay. I'm all right with it. I'm at peace. But I just really enjoyed the story and just another take on how aliens are, or extraterrestrials, I don't know what the politically correct term is. Uh, they haven't told us what they want to be called. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Or am I? I don't know. Maybe I should stop caring so much. Also, politically correct, can't even say jokes anymore. Um, but yeah, regarding Arrival, um, I really enjoyed the just the whole concept of how do you communicate with with some other species. Uh, that's I want to say that's the the basis of this movie uh, Arrival is uh, how do you, how does one break that language barrier? Because um, I mean we do it but we're all human so we can kind of we already have that translation and then we can easily kind of like use hands or draw pictures to try to make sense to another human who may not understand what we're saying um, or point to things but when you're going up to another species altogether and in a, in a sense we kind of have to deal with this with animals but like i'm talking about an intelligent species where they have their own language and they're trying to communicate with us or we're trying to communicate with them, vice versa, 
and you just have to try to find that middle ground and how do we do it and this movie tackles that very thought and concept which i never even thought about until this movie came about like oh so you know we're all thinking like star trek and star wars and and um doctor who and and we're all just mingling with all these other creatures okay doctor who I'll give them a pass because once you're in the TARDIS, you can pretty much understand any language that you um, encounter. So that's different. I'll let that one go. Um, Yeah. Speaking of Star Wars, I also engaged in that a lot during New Year's. So I actually had my own little uh, Star Wars um, marathon, but only, only the original trilogy. And I did see Rogue One. I don't think I talked about it here. I don't think I had an opportunity to, but I loved it. I probably should go see it again, but I don't think that I will. Um, Not because of the movie itself. Again, priorities. It's not uh, financially uh, a polite way of saying it. Yeah. Bills. Got to pay bills. Bills are more important sometimes. Um, But hey, that's also the thing that I'm actually doing this year. I think I'm going to start a movie fund. So I just, you know, save like 20 bucks per ticket for like each movie that I already want to see for like the summer. Um, Had that idea a couple years ago, but I never followed through with it. I was going to write out like on envelopes and then put money in those envelopes. Like, okay, this is for Thor Ragnarok, Um, which is fun to say. Say it with me now. Thor Ragnarok just rolls off the tongue doesn't it um the last movie the most recent movie i saw was midnight special which is uh currently streaming on hbo i don't know how how long it's going to be streaming but um streaming on hbo it's on demand on hbo that's how i watched it Uh, i think that's where it had the expiration date so i was like i gotta hurry up and i really want to see this movie and it was pretty good um uh michael shannon who i think is a pretty good actor um I don't know why I'm pointing him out specifically. Well, because they, they do have what I felt were in-jokes, uh, where they did reference uh, Superman at one point. Um, but, I mean, the movie itself is pretty good. If you have not heard about it, it is about a little boy who is actually... Um, Michael Shannon's character has a son who has, uh, like, supernatural powers. Um just by the trailers alone, I'm like, hey, this looks like maybe uh, an updated version of Powder. Does anybody remember that movie, Powder? It came out, I think, like in the 90s about this um, this al- albino kid who um, had powers, basically. And they called him Powder because he was Powder White. So I vaguely remember the movie itself. Um, and I don't really have any intention to go back to watch it again. But uh, Midnight Special, however, has a Nate. Uh, eight-year-old boy who's got powers um there is a religious sect that seems to worship him and anything that he says they feel a scripture and they write everything down um the fbi uh, or the government rather is after him because he knows things that um only the government probably should know and um yeah, and I still have yet to actually figure out why the movie is called Midnight Special, other than the fact that a lot of the um, supernatural stuff tends to happen at night, or at least, um, well, no, it doesn't. It's, it's more the daytime, but it doesn't matter. Um, I'm not really sure why it's called Midnight Special. I do know that at the end of the movie, during the credits, there is a song 
called Midnight Special that I think was written specifically for the movie, possibly by a relative of the writer-director, who is, last name is Nichols. I want to call him Jeff Nichols, but I don't know what his first name is right now. I'm so sorry. See, there you go. More bad um, research. Where? I'm thinking out loud now. Where's my phone? I don't know where my phone went. Oh, it's in my pocket. Ha, I knew that. So I can actually tell you what this guy's name is because it is, you know, it's worth knowing because he's a, he's a, he's a good, he's a good guy. In fact, he, uh, I believe he actually, wait, was it him? Nope. I'm lying. It's somebody else. I was thinking of the writer for 10 Cloverfield Lane who actually won a globe for La La Land. And, um, that is a different writer altogether. I am looking for the writer for Midnight Special. Um, and if you are, if you like uh, scores, because I know at least, I know at least two people that enjoy a score of a film. Uh, this album is available on Spotify, which I did listen to today, and I did enjoy. It was, uh, it was pretty good. Um, oh, wow, his name is Jeff Nichols. Huh. I just wanted to call him Jeff because Jeff just seems like one of those kind of names that would fit. But yeah, Jeff Nichols directed and wrote this this film. And uh, he was inspired by his experience of um, being a father, I guess, for the first time. So definitely go check it out. Uh, That is the Midnight Special. I've watched it twice now. Uh, Make sure at the very end when you're you're watching a certain character, they're just like staring at their face. Make sure you look into their eyes. And um, hopefully you'll be rewarded if you're a vigilant watcher and you're, you're, you're paying attention. Hopefully you'll see it. It's... It's nothing really huge, but it's just, you know, a nice little like, oh, what could that possibly mean? So this movie was very well done. I, I really enjoyed it. And, um, yeah, I would watch it again. I would. So, uh, yeah, those are just a few movies I wanted to, you know, uh, have take notice of. Um, I'm sure there are more. I'm sure of it. It's just I didn't write them down. These are just the few that I really wanted to talk about because looking back on the year that was, these are a few movies that didn't get a whole lot of fanfare. Uh, I do recall listening to the Emperor, the Emperor, the Empire podcast, um, Empire Magazine podcast, and they talked about how it seemed to be a bigger year for independent films or or the smaller films and even animated films. Actually, um, it was a bigger year for them versus the blockbuster. Other than a few of the huge, huge blockbusters, because Disney walked away with, I don't know more than a bank, um, a mint probably. Um, I can't think of anything bigger to compare it to because they had civil war, captain America, civil war. They had rogue one. Um, and also probably starting the year from, uh, a force awakens from the year before. So that's probably some more that they probably could bank in. Um, Zootopia, which I kept forgetting came out last year. It seemed like a movie that was older, but I don't know. Zootopia, uh, Finding Dory, which I don't think did as well as they hoped, but still did well enough. And there's one other one that came out, uh, Moana. I think all of these, they did like really, 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 really well. And I wonder if I went in order of a uh, box office performance so far. Probably Rogue One is at the top now, probably, because I mean, it's Star Wars. And I, and yeah, that, that travels pretty well. Then again, so does Civil War or, or, or Marvel movies for that matter. And um, uh, Doctor Strange, I'm pretty sure that did pretty well too. So, which is actually one of 
<laughs> my favorite movies of last year. Now that I think about it. Um, yeah. So there is that. So what does that mean for Oscar season? It's hard to say. I don't really make predictions on who gets nominated. I like making predictions of who wins. And um, I'm hoping I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna play this game this year and and try to make predictions. Uh, hopefully, you know we we've got some some diversity this year. Uh, sometimes you can use the globes as a as a means to help with those predictions, but the globes are are um, are from the the foreign press. So all the people who like write the newspapers and blog and what forth, they're the ones that are picking those nominations. Sometimes it's it's pretty close to the people in the academy, which are made up of directors and actors and all the movie people, um, not so much the people of the press. So, but the Globes are a good kind of gauge somewhat to figure out who or what movie might get that kind of Oscar buzz. Because it's award season, so we're going to get a lot more. We're going to get the SAG Awards, the, the DAG Awards, the PAG Awards. I'm kidding. It's, they're not called PAG Awards. It's Producers Guild Association. So it's PAGA. The PAGA Awards and the DAGA Awards and then the SAG Awards. And the DAGA Awards are the Directors Guild Association. So just so you don't think I'm just making up words and having uh, another mental break. So um, those do help um, with the predictions when it comes to winning. Um, but Oscar announcements are in a couple weeks. So when that happens, we will all find out together. And, um, yeah, I, I am excited to see what comes about. Hopefully Moonlight will fare a little better with Oscars versus they did with the Globes. But, um, I mean, they, they did good. At least they got best, best picture for drama, but still everything else that it, I mean, got nominated for is like they got shunned out completely. So there's that. Um, I guess we're going to take one more break, and then when we come back, we'll just uh, have our final thoughts and, and um, talk about uh, final thoughts. Sound good? That's what I thought. Okay. Well, we'll be right back. The Endu Podcast. Hey guys, this is Ariel and this is Deeds of Potluck Dinner Podcast. Check us out on Podbean at potluckdinner.podbean.com and iTunes. Search for us. All right, see you there. Bye. Hello, Indubians. I'm Laura, host of Loudavision, the podcast for visionaries, artists, and creatives. On my podcast, I'm interviewing fellow artists trying to figure out how we can bring our creative vision to life without compromising our values, crushing our soul, and dying poor. Yep, that explains it. You can listen to the Louder Vision podcast on lauramioli.com and connect with me on Twitter at Loudervision. Hey, everybody, it's Valkyrie. And Lolo. And we're your two favorite literary luscious from the hilarious Drunk on Books podcast. We would like to invite you to join us each week as we break down some great books while under the influence of our favorite alcohol. You can find us on Twitter at, at DrunkOnPodcast or at our website, which is DrunkOnPodcast.wordpress.com. As always, please remember that we are not safe for work, so please hide your mama, your kids, your granddaddy, um, and don't be listening to it at work without your headphones because I'm pretty sure you're going to get written up. And welcome back. You're listening to WIDB 129.5. This is the Indu Podcast. And I want to thank you all so much for uh, for listening, for subscribing, 
for um, tweeting links to sharing on Facebook to even just telling your friends about this podcast and all the things that I'm, I, I do. I really do appreciate it. Um, and I thank you so much. Um, I know, um, now I know I did not do a, uh, black history fact for today and I do apologize. Um, once again, I was unprepared. Uh, I thought about doing, um, let's celebrate some black excellence again and, you know, talk about, uh, Donald Glover and his show Atlanta, uh, kind of just stealing all of those awards from the Globes the other night. Um, but that's, you know, and Tracy Ellis Ross for also winning, uh, for being, I guess, the first African-American in like, what, almost 30 years to uh, win that particular award. I think it was um, Best Actress in a Comedy, I believe that was. So, I mean, there, there's that. It's I, I think the fact that we have to keep count of um, this is it's part of the whole reason for uh, just more diversity, more inclusiveness. So we don't even have to think about, like, oh, wow, the last time a black person won this award was like, yeah, we, we shouldn't have to, to, to do that. It should be like, when was the last time an Asian person won or the last time a, a Hispanic person won? Um, it, it should just be more diverse than it is. And I think... I think the most diverse award show so far has been the Grammys, and I think it always has been, for in my opinion, because that's that's music. Music is always growing, always changing. It's so much so that they don't even telecast the awards, like too many of the awards being handed out, because there are so many categories. I think there's like 70-something. In fact, I think that's the next award show that's coming up. And by the way, if you don't know by now, I tend to live-tweet the more popular award shows like the Globes, the Oscars, the Grammys, the Emmys. Um, I think one year I did do the Tonys, and that's probably only because Hamilton was involved. So, meh. Um, what else? Uh, sometimes I would do the MTV Movie Awards and sometimes the BET Awards, but for the most part, I just kind of do those because I'm off doing other things. So, um yeah, I think that's it for now. Um, I don't have any other news or announcements as of yet. I have also been ruminating and thinking about uh, starting another live tweet. Because um, I know there are some people out there that have been looking for uh, the uh, um, Masterpiece Theater to return. So I, I, I will be thinking about doing that soon. Uh, if anyone has any... Um, thoughts on that and, and they're thinking about it then please by all means send me tweets let me know that you're interested uh if you have questions that you would like answered um whether i know them or not i will my my whole point is not to necessarily say i don't know but you know maybe give some not necessarily some advice but try to answer questions that are maybe a little too difficult for google or maybe you're just too lazy to ask google so why not tweet me but tweet me but use the hashtag uh, Indubians ask. Um, that's what I have, right? I think that's what it was. Indubians ask. Yeah, I think so. So that's spelled I N D O O B I A N S A S K. Just in case, you know, you weren't sure if that was it. Is that Indubian asks or Indubians ask? So, you know, got to, got to enunciate every letter so you know what I am saying. Got it? Cool. 
Um, and I think that's everything. So, uh, oh yeah. And my Twitter handle, wow, that would really help if you knew how to find me. And that is at Indu. But then again, this is the Indu podcast. You should know. But in case you didn't, that's how you found me. And, uh, I do accept email addresses or emails rather. My email address is T Starling, the number three, the letter S as in Sam, the letter F as in Fox, the letter X as in xylophone. Is that what my, um, uh, nope, X-ray. I'm sorry. I actually do have the uh, uh, what is it? Um, it's the 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 phonetic alphabet. I think is what it's called. And S is actually Sierra. I'm sorry. Uh, F is I think it is Fox. I can't see it from here because part of it, part of the my chart is covered. I'm sorry. I'll get back to you. But I do know the entire. Wear it. I swear I do. Anyway, you can, you you can send me tweets. Uh, send me emails. And um, and Dubians ask hashtag and Dubians ask uh, what's the other one? Uh, if you have suggestions or you do want to see Masterpiece Theater come back, that is hashtag MP Theater, and it's not theater with you know the R E. It's the T H E A T E R. Um, the other theater that that one is for like Broadway shows. And I mean, if you want me to live tweet Broadway shows, um, you're gonna have to donate so I can go see Hamilton. And then I will tweet about it after I'm done watching Hamilton. Ha ha. Thought I was going to tweet while I was there. Ha. No, no, I couldn't. i will probably be blasting it all on Twitter that I would I would be going. Um, how much are tickets now? I think it might be an entire arm. I think. Possibly part of your leg. But that's that. And uh, I'm done. So with this, again, just reminding you, this year, you have to have a slap a shark attitude. So if you remember nothing else don't remember any hashtag that said hashtag slap a shark um and remember if the world didn't suck we'd all fall off the indu podcast was recorded on planet earth and is an extension of the indu blog found at indu.com you can subscribe and find more episodes on itunes and indube.podbean.com You can also follow Master Sterling on Twitter at Indube. I am not allowed. This is Billford signing off and this has been another 3SFX production. Use your words, Chief. Good boy. Pineapples on pizza. Cornbread versus biscuits. What is pumpkin spice? And are grits necessary? Host and moderator T. Sterling Watson invites a panel of foodies to debate, celebrate, or eliminate what we masticate and ruminate what's on your plate. The Indube Network presents the Food Fight Podcast. Find it on iTunes and foodfight.podbean.com.